Welcome to Two Peas in a Pod. We're currently living in a time where there's seemingly a lot of negativity on the news and social media, so we're here to show you that that's not the case. We'll find great things happening around the world and to celebrate positive news rather than making it a token piece at the end of a news bulletin. We'll be talking to each other as well as guests and see how they're celebrating positivity. This won't be preachy and it won't be political. Our plan is to be positive and hopefully have a good laugh along the way. His name's Keds. And his name's Ben. And welcome to episode 36 of Two Peas in the Pod. Two Peas in a Pod. 36. I was just making sure oh. it was 36 and that's why there was a pod. Yeah. Because I was here last week so I didn't know the number. <laughs> welcome back. Thanks, welcome man. back, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, it felt, it felt weird kind of like, you know, I would normally be editing on a Monday. We record maybe <laughs> on the Monday morning or maybe on the weekend depending on availability and stuff. And so, so I had that Monday I was like, I had this really itchy, triggery finger thing of like, I should be doing something now. <laughs> but I'm not and it felt yeah, weird that, yeah. did I leave the gas on or, yeah, yeah. Or did I leave there? the stove on yeah no it wasn't that no. <laughs> so yeah how was it mate doing uh, the editing side of things and all that uh, technical behind the scenes malarkey that you don't necessarily do each week well as you know Ben I have the I have incredible respect for you and your career and your uh, and how you go about things generally that respect has increased tenfold since <laughs> I had to do it all myself. Uh, oh, mate. I enjoyed it. Mm. I enjoyed it. it was, uh, I, was, I don't think I was too comfortable with having complete creative control. Sure. Uh, <laughs> it's always good to have someone just to hold you back a little bit. Sure. But, uh, not hold you back. I, that's the wrong word. <laughs> hold me back, man. Hold me back. <laughs> yeah. yeah just, just to rein you in. And like, sometimes I think that's the what, one of the jobs you do very well. It's just rein in... Um, some of my ideas sometimes just (laughs) just a a bit like that but like this i didn't have that so that was just me (laughs) basically 25 minutes of me having a little meltdown Uh, (laughs) it's a cry for help but Uh, no it was (laughs) yeah it was it was a real cry for help it was good fun i did have great fun yeah recording it but editing it was a different beast it is a hold it like i've been thinking about doing it for a while some sort of like podcast editing based sort of like not tutorial but sort of like here's some tips and tricks to kind of help you along the way if you're doing it yourself and obviously you're doing it free software whereas i've got like loads of tools at my disposal got loads of plugins that i paid for that kind of you know makes the whole job a little bit easier and things like that but um but you did a really good job mate that was really cool for a a first ditch effort honestly there's you know when i look back at the first things i was recording and editing and stuff in the back in the day it was with a band uh with our mutual friends marsh and andy and it was uh, like yeah. a free bit of recording software that I got given by my aunt and uncle because they were, you know, they're like, oh, he's in a band. Maybe he should record something on his own. And yeah. we had one microphone that was really awful and we didn't have a microphone stand. So we literally um, bodged together like a on a swivel chair, you know, that spinny office chair <laughs> and a cardboard box. Yeah. And then I think like Marsh like poked, like put uh, his fist through the cardboard box to create the hole that the microphone would go in. Yeah. And then but it also kept spinning ever so slowly. So if you were singing or recording a guitar or something, you'd have to kind of keep spinning with the chair. <laughs> like it was awful. And <laughs> but yeah, it was meant for comedy gold. But like and the results were fine, <laughs> you know. So for honestly, for a first sort of like ditch effort, and it's one thing doing a band, but spoken word. Everyone knows what a spoken word from someone sounds like. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. one thing like, yeah, yeah. oh, a guitar sounds like this to me, but actually it sounds like this to someone else. But spoken words, yeah. you can, it's quite easy to get that wrong, if you know what I mean. But like, you did a great job. Yeah. Man. Good work. Thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Good work. And I'll be jumping on the editing this week. 
So that's all good. Oh, thank God for that. Oh. <laughs> and deep breath. Um, oh. So let's really, yeah. <laughs> let's really quickly kick things off, mate, with some a couple of comments from our chat with Tom Williams. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, nice. First off, was this is all comments from Tom Williams' social media pages. Yeah, he did a bit of a, a, bit of a push for the episode. So uh, thanks, Tom, for that. Uh, this one's from Andy. Uh, it says, a good listen. Sounds like a good series. I also listened to your last one you did with the accompanying album launch with Tim. And a bit of context is that Tom did his own podcast okay, with yeah. the last record that he released. And it was talking to like the band members and the producers and like everyone who made the album the album and tim is tim rice oxley who is the um a member of the band keen oh yeah I know. yeah so he was the one who produced it and it was in his studio and all that sort of thing so that was really cool and they sort of go on to talk about the the band the war and drugs and stuff so thanks andy like glad you enjoyed the show the next one's from ian which is a great episode like the story about the isle of white dinosaur didn't realize you were such a hip-hop fan growing up which i didn't necessarily realize as well i knew that he was <laughs> you know tom is just one of these guys who just knows so much about music so much yeah. and but to be able to go like oh yeah like i was listening to loads of eminem and uh dead prez and all that sort of thing so that was that was a really yeah. nice little like i mate i didn't quite realize that about you that's cool so yeah thanks everybody you know we we had a great time doing it and it was just nice to catch up with tom i haven't caught up with him in ages and so yeah that was nice that was cool and so a quick bit of info for you guys as well uh this is going to be the last uh episode of the year of 2020 we will be back uh in January 2021, so you won't have to wait long. So this is, uh, in effect, our Christmas special. It is. It's a Christmas special, man. You know, we had Santa on last week, so it's only right that we uh, celebrate properly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. What better way to do it than with uh, with our special guest? Absolutely that, yeah. So without further ado, why don't you introduce the guest this week, Kez? Uh, yes, Ben. So our guest this week, we do have a very special guest. It is stand-up comedian uh, Mark Simmons. You may have seen him from TV shows like Mock the Week, or you may have listened to his podcast, which is the Jokes of Mark Simmons podcast. Yeah, you know, really fun chat. There was jokes galore, and Mark has a lot of really good stories, and and by far one of my favourite um, interviews uh, that we've done on this show. And it is a really good way to round out the uh, yeah, 2020. Really positive end to, to an otherwise not so positive year. But yeah, definitely. A really good chat, so you really don't want to miss this. So I think without further ado, let's get to it. And so we would like to welcome to our show uh, the guest this week. It is a stand-up comedian, the one-liner himself. It is Mark Simmons. Mark, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Ah, thank you for coming on. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I just had my morning walk. I'm, I feel fresh. Ah, nice. It's, yeah, fresh is the word, I think. Um, so, Mark, <laughs> you are a stand-up comedian. Um, Correct. Good. Let's tick that one off. Um, <laughs> it's just a quiz. Yeah, yeah. It's just a quiz. It's all about you. And um, what started off for you? Um, was there a moment uh, in your life that you realised, oh, this is actually what I want to do, or was it an accident? I think it it was sort of an accident. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think that the moment I realised was when I did my when I was on stage doing my first gig. What was really unusual, I think is I I hadn't ever been into a comedy club before I did my first gig. Right, okay. Wow, unusual. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. most people, I think, go to comedy clubs, they go, oh, this is good, I like this, I'll do it. But Yeah, they get the bug, yeah. I, I, I knew nothing, I knew nothing about anything when I started. <laughs> so basically, I left uni, and then I bumped into a friend of a friend in the gym where I was working, and I was helping him with some things. And then he told me that he'd been doing 
the open mic stand-up circuit for about a year in London, and I didn't know anything mm. about it. And then he just convinced me to have a go. And I'd never even thought about doing it before because I'm kind of, I used to be really sort of shy talking in front of people. So it's just, it just would never have even crossed my mind that I always mm. liked comedy and stand up. Yeah. But it never crossed my mind that I could do it because at uni or school, if I had to stand up and do a presentation or anything, I'd, I'd ha- it would be the, the worst thing possible. So it, it is actually, it's like the worst career I could possibly have done. <laughs> from, that, from that point of view it's got like yeah. a face with fear sort of thing isn't it so. well it, that's that's the way i sell it now but i don't even that wasn't the mindset at the time <laughs> but, but it is essentially that so because so I, I knew nothing so I, I didn't know how to write jokes i didn't know anything all i got is some funny thoughts that i'd had just in yeah. life mm. in general mm. and then he said we're going so there's a there's a comedy club called downstairs at the king's head which is quite a well-renowned sort of place and the Thursday night is the new at night where people mm. just go and do five minutes it's usually very new comedians doing it yeah and there's a thing where you can just turn up and if he's had dropouts you can just get on and he said okay he gave me five days to write five minutes and he said we're going to do it now I know now five days to write five minutes is mad yeah but that's not enough time yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I went there prepared and then and that's it. I didn't get on. So right. I went with this stuff and I didn't get on because they just hadn't had any dropouts. So mm. I did. So I lied earlier. I did go to the comedy club once before because I was there for the gig that oh, I didn't right. do. And I watched it. And I'm so glad I didn't do it because the, the material I prepared was so bad <laughs> that I probably would never have done it again because I would have just struggled. I would say, have you since revisited that material or is that is that cast into the just in memory now. I wish I had it, but no. I I know a couple of things, I think, <laughs> from it. Yeah. was something to do with it. It's around the time of Osama Bin Laden was at his height of they hadn't caught him. And it's yeah. something about have they looked for someone without a beard? Because that's the first thing I did. <laughs> <laughs> but which thinks it's funny. It's a funny thought. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's quite funny. I like that. Yeah, yeah. But then that might, have been, that might have been actually in the second time I went when I did get on. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I really don't remember. <laughs> but I know it was bad. And I know I, I was glad I had two more weeks to sort of prepare. Yeah. Nice, and then just got the bug. So I just and, and when I was on and just got the laughs, I realised that the reason I didn't like talking in front of people was I didn't like talking in front of people that are silent. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and yeah. talking about something serious where I know they're not interested. I yeah. hate that. Yeah, but, but when they're yeah. laughing, all of a sudden it's like the opposite. I miss yeah. the confidence. Yeah, no. it's like oh, why would you bother with drugs? This is much better. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is really. Yeah. It is, you yeah. get you do get a hit from it. It's yeah. weird. It is like a drug. Yeah, no, adrenaline boost. I, compl- I, yeah, I completely. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. yeah, from having spoken at. I mean, the be- the most public speaking I've done is. I mean, Ben and I used to play in a band, so we were oh, used cool. to speaking to people. You know, in a room full of people like that. But then I've been best man at a wedding two or three times, and. Mm. That you know that buzz you get just even then when you get a laugh and you know they're pretty easy gags as well they're people you've known your whole life and you mm. just say something rude about them or something nasty about them and everyone <laughs> thinks it's hilarious but <laughs> but then that buzz you get is just oh it's it's awesome 
Yeah, yeah. It's, there's nothing like it. Nothing yeah. like it. And, uh, and Mark, your particular style of comedy, like all your one-liners and stuff, sees you amongst the legends is like Milton Jones and Stuart Francis, uh, Carrie Delaney, and many other great names uh, to boot as well. Is that sort of a really positive community to be a part of? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that... I don't think I've ever met a, a one-liner comedian that I don't like. I don't know... Mm. that they're, they're all lovely. Like, I mean, most comedians are nice, but... Yeah. Like yeah. they're, they're, so, so the rest, one-liner comedians seem to be really nice. There's not many of us about, to be honest. I was going to say, is that because sure. is it's like almost like a niche kind of style of comedy? I think it's, I think it's very hard to to do well over a long period of time. Sure, yeah. If you're doing like a longer gig and stuff, yeah. I think a lot of people start with one-liners because it's quite a nice, simple way of starting your first few gigs. Yeah, because you because you want the laughs as quick as possible, so one-liners makes more sense. But I think people slowly realise it's it's quite hard to turn over that amount of material and then people sort of go off on their own separate directions. Yeah. Yeah. And you work out how you, how, you know, how you can work the room better, I suppose, once you've got in that, you know, once you're in there and you've got in with that style and then maybe do something slightly different afterwards. Yeah, because I, 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 I tried lots of styles when I started. I, I, just, I just wasn't very good at anything else. It was the only way I could, my brain works and the way I write material. Because I tried to be really weird and surreal when I started. Mm, sure. Because I really like Noel Fielding and the Mighty Boosh and people like that. Yeah. But then I just realised that wasn't me. I was just trying to do that rather than with what I do now. It's just it's just the way my brain works. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I, stand-up's always something I've uh, wished I had st- thought about earlier in my life. And I know, actually, stand-up is one of those things that a lot of people have succeeded Later in life, you know, there's... About, yeah, yeah. Uh, How old are you? Uh, 30, about, I'm 30... When do I turn? I turn 33 tomorrow. Uh, so I'm 32. Hey, I think you might struggle to remember jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I definitely would struggle to remember. Um, but no, no, um, it's not too late at all. Never is. Like, that's the thing with comedy. That's the beauty of comedy is it. there isn't really a an age limit. Yeah. Because, like... With a sport, if you're a sports person, you need to be good at that sport early to be able yeah, to succeed. Sure. But if you, anyway, like I think John Bishop started really late. I think he might have been forty. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like he had loads of jobs and careers and things before he started. Yeah, I, that's well. That's that's another thing as well. Is I often I I mean I I like to think I'm a good storyteller. I'm not. I can read stories really well. If I'm reading from a book. <laughs> I can read it really well, and I could convince people that she's good at reading. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not my CV. It's not my CV. Can read. Um, and, uh, can read. Yeah. But then, like you know, you have these you know people and comics that are such good storytellers, and then I think, oh yeah, I'll tell a story, and I'll be five minutes into the story. And I haven't, I haven't even got to which day it is yet. You know, it's like a really cold day. The sky was blue, <laughs> and there were clouds, and then the grass was a little bit frosty. The audience have left. Yeah, they've they've gone. All I wanted to say was that there was a funny <laughs> funny bloke in the shop or something. But you know, it's just way too much. To but but, <laughs> but, uh, but that's not no, that's nonsense. Like you 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 just you just do it a few times, and then you work out how to do it. Like that's yeah. you can't like you you probably like you just work out that. Oh right, that bit that's too long. Yeah. So you just cut that bit, and that's what new material nights are for. That's what open mm. mic gigs are for. That's how you sort of discover how to do what you do. So yeah. I, I think yeah. you, I don't think you could just write yourself off. I think you should give it a go. Oh no, I I am. It's definitely. I don't know why, but recently 
I've started thinking about things I really want to do before I die. I'm, I'm not like terminal, you know, I'm like, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> like just with I, COVID, it's everyone's thinking about. Yeah, I've just got a little more uh, time to think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so my friend, mutual friend of Ben and, uh, ben and I, she did this thing at the Marlow in Canterbury uh, in, oh, their, yeah. in their studio. Uh, they did this workshop. So, you know, sort of stand-up comedy workshop thing. And uh, it was cool. over like a few days, they all sort of got together. They learned about, mm. you know, how to write a joke, how to tell a joke from, you know, some sort of, you know, some stand-up comedians there. And then yeah. at the end of this kind of course, if you like, they filled up the room with punters. You know, it was just like a free show and they all yeah. got to do about sort of 15 minutes or something. And she said, yeah, the best thing she ever did in her whole life. And I, oh, wow. I'd love to do That's something I really want to do. So that's one of the things that's, I'm going to work towards Yeah, I know it. quite a few courses like that. Quite a few comics I know sort of came from that. I didn't ever do a course because I think, I think with teaching comedy, I think, I, I, I don't think you can make someone funny. No, I agree. But yeah. I think, I think the people that would be funny anyway, it gives them a, a leg up, a boost, like yeah. a, mm. sort of teaches them how to get to where they need to be quicker. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. And that's uh, that's a great idea to have a little sort of show afterwards because they get their friends and family and it sort of gets that first gig out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In front of a nice audience. It. Yeah, and it's you know, it's like ease you in and then then you can go and do um you know, the King's Head or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is you just have to do so many gigs. You just have to really throw yourself at it and not worry mm. if it doesn't work. Give yourself a year. Yeah. To sort of work out whether you think you can do it or not. Yeah. Because you will have bad gigs, you will die on stage. It's, it's, it, everybody does. I still do sometimes. Like it just happens. Yeah. So you just can't. It's not, that's the main thing. If you get that fear out of the way and not worry about, you know, just having a bad gig, then, you know, yeah. you're halfway there. Yeah. That, well, that, mm-hmm. that actually leads quite in quite nicely into the next question. How do you um, dust yourself off, if you like, um, if you do have a bad gig? What Do you have like a process or is it just that was then, now I'll just go forward or? Not, not anymore. I think with bad gigs, it's, it's worse in the early days because when you start, it's a long time till you know till you know you're good. So you, mm. so you, so whenever you have a bad gig in the early days, you just instantly question everything. Right, right. Why am I doing this? Am I good? Am I wasting my time? What did I do wrong? But once you know you're good, it's there's other elements come into it. So yeah. for me, if I ever have a bad gig now, nine times out of ten, it's because the audience just don't like one-liners. Sure, yeah. So then I'm fine with that because you, you, there's nothing you can do. Because yeah. people say you can't yeah. blame people say you can't blame an audience, the audience, but you just you can basically because I think if if they don't like what I do, yeah. that's their fault. But it's also my fault for not doing what they like. Yeah, sure, it's yeah. just one of those, you know, it wasn't quite matched up. The audience wasn't quite matched up in that one. Yeah, I mean, some people just get, oh, this sounds horrible, but it's not meant horribly. <laughs> some people are a bit slow with one-liners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. If, if you just happen to have a whole room that's mm. slow with them, you, you're going to struggle. Yeah, yeah. Or if yeah. you've got a whole room full of stag and hen parties, one, they usually, they could be to- really drunk. So that's the reason that it yeah. doesn't go well. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. with a stag party or birthday parties, what happens is when someone or works do, if somebody organises taking a group of people to comedy, mm. 
there's only one guaranteed person there that likes comedy and that's the person that organized it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, sure. so yeah. if majority of them just are on a work stool and they're not into comedy, they probably won't get clever one liners because they're not used to trying to work the joke out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's probably too yeah. hard for them. So, so, so I'll go back to the point now it doesn't bother me because I know I'm good at what I do. Nice. So, so you just put it down to that really, yeah. unless you do something stupid like i don't know you it, sometimes it could be how you start a gig or if you drop the mic as it you take it out the stand instantly they go oh this yeah. guy doesn't know what he's doing yeah sure yeah 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 i've seen the same sort of thing so for a bit of context um i'm a sound engineer um live sound oh, cool. engineer and so yeah so i've done sort of quite a few um sort of comedy gigs within yeah so like the marlow theater here in canterbury and um, oh, okay other sort of, sort of smaller venues and uh, in and around the sort of local area and stuff and you know festivals all that sort of thing yeah and there'll be moments where um so in the studio room in the in the marlow theater there have been some some amazing cracking gigs and like you say it could just be just the wrong kind of audience you see mm. it all the time and so there'll be like me and some uh, the person doing the lighting for example and we're just cracking up just like properly wetting ourselves and just you know we're the loudest person in the room we're like yeah. up sort of well out the way trying to be invisible we're not being invisible at all it's like we can't <laughs> hold our laughter in but then everyone else sort of you know isn't quite but like you say almost our laughing kind of helped going like oh no that oh i get it like okay sure and then almost in a weird way our laugh helps that can be a bit weird because mm. because when when they put it in rake seating yeah. it's lovely but when yeah. they do it in tables that are all spread out, that's the worst possible setup you can have in comedy because the the, the audience aren't as one. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, yeah. I, see what so you're saying. I always hate gigs when they set it up like that, but they do it so that they mm. have drinks on their table and they're comfortable, but the gig never works as well that mm. way. You're much yeah. better. If everyone's in the dark, all close together, I don't really know why it is, but the, you just, everyone's just swept up in the same group. Yeah when yeah. they laugh whereas it's all individual when they're mm. spread out yeah i think i think as well like yeah whereas you know all the people that like are desperately really into that particular show say 70 percent or 60 percent of the room are the diehard fans of comedy for you know for whatever mm. they're spread around the entire room so then they're almost laughed at you know their laughter almost encourages the rest of the audience that may not yeah, yeah, yeah. but then yeah. You might have instances then if there's tables that they're all on one table or, you know, they're in groups in areas. And then you get some, if one group laughs really loud or the other people looking and going, what are they laughing at? Why yeah, are they? Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, and, and also you can see everybody. So you're watching to see what mm. other people's reaction is. Or oh, can I laugh at that? Am I allowed to laugh at that? Is that a bit too rude to laugh at? I don't yeah, want people yeah. thinking I find things funny that they don't find funny. Yeah. Whereas everyone's yeah, in the yeah. dark together, everyone just yeah. chills out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it definitely becomes like less clicky. Yeah, I think. But that does. Right but, but so having the sound guy laughing mm. when you're having a bad gig is always a nice yeah. feeling. So you, do, you you go, oh well, yeah, he gets it. He he, he yeah, watches yeah. comedy a lot, yeah. or she watches comedy a lot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that can actually make the performer feel quite good. Yeah, nice, nice. That's wicked. And um, so the one thing, obviously, other than sort of gigging and all the uh, sort of live stuff that you're doing, you also present a podcast. Yes, jokes with uh, Mark Simmons, and have been doing for some some time now. So on the show, you talk to other comedians about jokes that don't work as well with others, and mm-hmm. uh, often workshop them to see these work and possibly get more laughs next time and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Is there anything about this analytical sort of process that you enjoy about writing these jokes? Um, yeah, it's just like a puzzle, really. Mm. So, and the satisfaction when you manage to work out 
how to make one work that doesn't work yeah. is is really nice. And I just, I just, I just love talking to comedians about jokes. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just so much fun. Well, some comedians don't like talking about comedy, which I always find a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is but a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but it's a very different sorts of comedian. So with what I do, it's very analytical and scientific and you have to it all has to be perfectly written in mm. the right order and you can't make any changes, otherwise the joke won't work. Yeah. Gotcha. Whereas some comedians are just they just flow and they just be themselves and they just mm. bleh, and they're funny. So they, they don't tend to understand this side of things as much. But no, I love it. I love it. And since doing the podcast, I, I've learned more because I mm. started looking at things closer because of the podcast. And then I've yeah. gone through my old jokes and I'm like, oh, that's why that didn't work. Yeah. So many times. Like my, my last show was majority of jokes that I dropped the previous five years. And then I've just gone back to, because I, I, I really think if there is a funny idea, then mm. there is a perfect way of writing that joke that it can take yeah. sometimes two, three years to work out how to do it. Yeah. Cause you just have to keep trying it and then going back to drawing board, changing the word, go back, trying it. So you just need to have loads and loads of new material gigs to just keep trying mm. bits and pieces. That's something that really interested me as well is obviously a lot of, you know, and I was aware a lot of thought goes into how a joke is written and whatnot. And I think it was the episode with, um, so going back to what you were saying about, you know, not changing, you know, you have to find the order of the words that work the best mm. and then keep it exactly like that. Otherwise it might not work. I think it was the episode of the show you did with, I think it was Chris Turner. Oh, yeah. He was saying he did a particular joke, got a great laugh. So he kept it in his set and then he, he did the same joke another time. Oh, basically it didn't get as big a laugh. Yeah. And then, mm. um, he was saying, the syntax of the words he just switched around, you know, sort of absentmindedly. And it, you know, that's just what it, you know, once he changed it back, it got a much better laugh. Oh, right. So he realized that he'd, he'd, what he'd done. Yes. Yeah. He, he, I'm oh, mm. sorry. It wasn't Chris. It was Ed Byrne. And, um, uh, he, yes, he, I remember. Yeah. That. Yes. He, I remember he, that. He'd yeah. recorded some of his shows and yeah, he listened back and it, mm. it's, yeah, he, he had slightly changed the order of the words and that's why it didn't land as well as it had previously done. Yeah, and I think that that happens more with acts like Ed who are a bit more free-flowing yeah. with with the way they do everything. But, yeah, that's why it's always important to record everything you do yeah. because you like you might even get it wrong, stumble, like, to get it wrong and then get a bigger laugh. Sure, yeah. So then you need to remember, oh, God, what did I say? Because then I can work, then I could just do that every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm always going back over jokes. And, like, I, I went for, I was doing, I was doing, clipping up some... Uh, videos to put out on instagram and i went for an old show and I'd, i saw one of my jokes on there and it got a massive laugh uh, but i was i did it i've changed it since then and mm. then so i've then moved it back again to the way it was and it's better every time right so it's always good to sort of keep what was the joke if you don't mind me asking oh god <laughs> this might not have been the one but this is a similar example yeah. was it's about my nan my nan going a bit crazy and uh she keeps telling everyone she's being stalked. Right. But I haven't seen anything suspicious and I've been following her. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I changed the two bits, the last two sentences around. So my nan's going crazy. I've been following her and I haven't seen anything suspicious. So, that, so I'm hitting the punchline before yeah. Yeah, so the, the actual yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. So the audience, so so rather than having everybody laugh on the last sen- last word. Yeah, yeah. 
that some people laugh because they get it. Yeah. And then and then it's the next people catch up and it's all spread out. And it's just not as good a hit. So yeah, yeah I can't remember what the question was, but yeah. That's, <laughs> but yeah, but that's really interesting, isn't it? Like that whole thing of like just that you just swapped two bits of a sentence round oh. and it just makes such a massive difference. Yeah. Like like even actually I talk about this joke on the Chris I just recorded the Christmas special with Sean Walsh. Mm. And we're talking about Christmas jokes and there's a joke I did. And sometimes it's, so most people with one-liners, you assume that you have to be as short as possible. So there's no sort of, there's no guff. So you just straight to the punch. Mm. But sometimes you need to add an extra line in to help with the rhythm of the joke. So rhythm can really, this is something that I didn't really know a lot about. Like when I started, like until quite later on in my career so far. Yeah. So that, that joke was, I originally wrote it. It was, I had a nightmare where I was stuck in a snow globe. I was really shaken up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, so that's the original way of writing it. And it would yeah. get an okay laugh in a room. But yeah. Not a big enough laugh to put it in my set. Yeah. Right. But, but to, to me, so I now have an in, instinct about jokes. So when I say it, I'm like, this doesn't feel right. The rhythm just doesn't quite work for me. Right, yeah. So then I changed it to, I had a nightmare where I was stuck in a snow globe. I wasn't scared, just a bit shaken up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, yeah. it gets a much bigger laugh because the rhythm works. Yeah, no. I wasn't scared, yeah. just a bit shaken up. It's got a nice sort of flow to it. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Rather than a sudden stop, mm. it's, it's, yeah, it has a, like a rhythm, almost like a like a, like a poem, not quite a poem, but it has like a like a beat to it, rather than yeah. And it's very hard to actually say what exactly why exactly that is, yeah, like mm. the explanation. But it's just a thing, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think it's just an instinct thing in the end. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, um, Mark. Since we started talking to you, and, you know, we asked you if you wanted to come on the show. I had written a joke. And oh, cool. I, 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 I think it's quite funny. I, I tried it on my partner and she gave me a sort of, it wasn't really a laugh. It was more just an expulsion of air. That's happened <laughs> with all of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> so I know how you feel. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, I will try it out and then maybe you can tell me what, what's not great about it. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, I went around my friend's house to watch the next big sporting event, uh, but the screen it was just a white screen. Uh, turns out it was a pay-per-view. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. <laughs> that is good. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> so, so what? What? So, so what was the punchline? Pay per view. Pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's I. I, I like it. That's it's the yeah. white screen. So the trouble. The tr- The only trouble with it. Yeah. Is it's a it's a it's a jokey joke. Yeah. Okay. So it could get a groan because it's not in reality. Yeah. Because the actual, so actually having a bit of paper there. Yeah. Is is would never happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's the. That's, but yeah, I like it. Oh, cool. It's just it's just a blank white screen. The size of it would that make a difference? No, I guess not. I like pay per view. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, because I'm really into wrestling. Okay. Ever since I was a kid. And I always used to think that was what they were saying. Oh, pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, either. I didn't know it was pay-per-view. I just always, I didn't know what it was. I didn't understand why it was called pay-per-view. Yeah. But that's, what, that's always what I thought it was. So that resonates with me, that joke. <laughs> that's, that's really awesome. nice. Oh, yeah, there we go. I'll, I'll work on it. And then uh, I, 
The only, another trouble that you got is that pay-per-view isn't as 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 big a thing now. It's only really boxing that does it anymore. Yeah, it's literally, yeah, like actual fighting sports. Could like, you get boxing into it? Boxing. Yeah, uh, I think the... Uh, I'll tell you what, I think the initial... When I first did it, I said it was like, yeah, we went around my mates to watch a boxing match, but it was just a white screen. And then, yeah, then oh, it was a pay-per-view. But, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Because that... Because that makes more sense with the pay-per-view bit, just in case yeah. people don't really know what a pay-per-view is. Yeah. Because um, the other... Because my instinct would always be to try and make it as logical as possible. Yeah. So then to make that logical, it could be then a misunderstanding. Because realistically, no one is actually putting a bit of paper up. No. Unless someone's misunderstood. So I said, I want to watch the pay-per-view. Uh, I don't know. I think like the compa- I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll stick that in your first set. Yeah, that's it. There it goes. That'll be the first. That'll be the first joke. I'll start with a groaner and then get better from there. Like, <laughs> I don't think it will get a groan. Yeah, that's my instinct with it. Yeah, <laughs> but it makes sense as a joke. Yeah, nice. I, I did. I was saying to Ben just before we started recording. Just writing um, that down for my set. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, we were saying uh, I did write two jokes, but I had stupidly I remembered that one because I sort of thought about it a lot more and then the other one I sort of thought about and said yeah I'll you know I'll include that one as well I'd just forgotten it I just didn't think about it enough and I didn't write it down and uh it was a grammar one as well it was something like this is the thing you always have to write down everything yeah because the amount of times I've gone I'll write that down later and then can't remember it's it's horrendous yeah yeah, I, I write. I write poetry. Um, I, you know, I spend a lot of time just thinking about rhymes, and I'll eventually think about you know, a good, you know, I'll eventually come up with a good poem. I'll write it down, make notes, record it, and then watch it back and go, okay, no, this needs to change. That needs to change, and then I might have this great idea just before I go to sleep, and I go, oh, I'll sort that out in the morning. Wake up, yeah. go, what was that good idea? I know I had a good idea, yeah, I, and it was probably the best idea yeah. ever. <laughs> the one that was going to make me a million pounds. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's interesting. So that's a similar process to writing jokes with the poetry, if you're sort of getting down the ideas and then sort of chopping and changing it. Yeah, I, I will always write a lot of the time. Like, it's the rhythm that comes to me first. So like uh, mm. the beats of the, you know, where you want the rhymes to be. You know, like I will come up with the, the rhythm of the pretty much the entire poem before I even think of any content and I think, oh, that, yeah, that'd be great. And then mm. I, I often think, oh, I'd like to write a poem about this now and then just try and manufacture the words in afterwards. But yeah, oh, cool. yeah, it's just like a, something I got stuck doing during lockdown, I think. And I was just like, uh, oh, nice. Yeah. So wh- what was the grammar joke? It was something like, so, you know, my, my mate uh, is always having a go at me to, you know, for being a grammar Nazi, you know, like I'm always correcting his grammar. And then the other day he came up to me. And he started uh, having a go at me. He said, oh, mate, you said that me and my family are a bunch of idiots. And I said, no, I didn't. I said, uh, oh, it's, it's my family and I, or something like that, basically. Right. It's the grammar yeah, correction. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I couldn't – it was a really a really good way that I told it, the one time I told it. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's lost forever in the ether. It is lost forever, and now all that all that exists is that really nonsensical explanation of it. But because uh. <laughs> <laughs> that that is what you just said, then you could that that just needs chopping right down, and you could get that into a one line. Yeah, yeah, it's. I think I guess it, it, that actually came out of a conversation when we were. I was with my partner and her family, and her 
cousin was with her fiance and they always have a, you know, like a little running joke that her family are all really common. And it's just a family joke. And, you know, they're, they're all lovely people, but, you know, they just have this running joke that her family are quite common. Yeah, she said, uh, you know, she just said, oh, no, me and my family, we ain't common. And I said, no, that's not true. That's <laughs> not true. She's like, oh, thanks, Kez. I appreciate that. I was like, no, it's my family and I. And then, yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's how I come up with most of my jokes is just in conversation. Yeah. I'll, I'll either come up with a quick-witted sort of response to something someone says or I hear the wordplay and go right straight into my phone. The amount right, of times yeah, my yeah, girlfriends yeah. Have, in the past have said to me, put down your phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm tr- trying to have a serious conversation with yeah. you. <laughs> if you don't write it down straight away, you don't, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, comedy is yeah. more important than relationships, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys discover the podcast? It wasn't too long ago, if I'm honest. It was possibly about six weeks ago-ish. Oh, cool. Um, I followed you on Instagram for maybe about the last six months, I think. Oh, yeah. And I just, I just really love the one-liner style. Like it's just, I just love that. I think something so short that's so witty. I think there's a real, a, a real humour in there that I really just love. Oh, cool. And then I just followed you, and then it was just if you know your little like clips of your stand-up shows with your jokes. I would always mm. show to Liz, my partner, and you know she quite enjoys them as well. So we often find ourselves sort of cycling through. Oh, good old Liz. And. Uh, <laughs> And then you had posted, and I don't know that I hadn't I'd seen it before, but you'd posted, you know, an update to the next episode of the show. And mm. it was with... Um, was it a video? No, it was just like an advert for, for the next episode oh, of the show. Cool. And um, it was, oh, I can't remember who it was, but I was just like, oh, I didn't realise that you had, you know, you presented the podcast. And I'm always looking for new podcast content to... Because uh, oh, no, no. I spent a lot of time walking... I walk, you know, if I, yeah. If I go into the office when I'm working, I'll walk, and that's you know a 45 minute walk. So it's good to get a good episode in. Mm. And so yeah, and I just found it, and I just basically realised there was so much con- plenty of fresh content that I've never heard before. So I absolutely annihilated it. Oh, amazing! So check it out, listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plagiarism. That's what my next question. Plagiarism. There was an episode of the show you were talking about i think it well i can't remember who it was oh it might be milton jones um where you thought of a joke and you thought it was possibly similar to someone else's so you thought, mm. oh i'll just give this person like a text or something is this one of your jokes or yeah. you know is, is, that, is that something that happens sort of frequently or is that you know is that just like a courtesy thing and i think i think it's not that frequent because i've got quite a good knowledge of jokes that mm. sort of people do and so you kind of like I, I will get a, sometimes if I write a joke, I'll get an inkling that I feel like I might have. Like the other day, I sent I sent a message to Adele Cliff. She's a a good one liner comedian. I don't know if you know. I did that episode with her. Not yeah, too I, long I ago. Yeah, I think I listened to that episode. Yeah, she was the UK pun champion last year. I think they do a little competition yeah, in cool. Leicester Comedy Festival. Oh, cool. Um, and I thought of a joke that had. So, something to do with animals so so i haven't I still to this point haven't even written the joke yet but the wordplay was i heard someone say i can't remember what it was but someone someone say well dogs don't count and i was thinking well that's funny because you know no animals actually count yeah. do they <laughs> so so i feel like there's a way of 
making that wordplay work. And then I remembered yeah. Adele on the podcast said something to do with an animal. And I just got this little inkling that maybe she'd done that wordplay. So I messaged her and it wasn't that. Her one was great. It was, here we go. I re- it really annoys my friends when I confuse monkeys and apes, but I don't think it's my fault that they're bad at algebra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great joke. So I knew, I knew it was something to do with, like <laughs> numbers and counting yeah. so you can see the link in my head i was like oh, i feel like i've heard something similar but it's not the same so then i'll now go and work on that yeah but yeah it's it's, it's a thing with wordplay since twitter mm. everybody sticks wordplay out there now yeah so yeah. it's hard to come up with something it's harder to come up with something original yeah but what mm. i'll do is when i write something i'll have a little search in twitter Right. Okay. Just to see if just to go as far as that. Done. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Usually, if if I feel like it's a joke that I can't believe no one has come up with this yet, yeah, mm. I will have a look, and then if it if it hasn't been done, then great. Or I'll message. I've got like Darren Walsh. He's a good one on a comedian. Gary Delaney. If, if I'm not sure, I'll message. Yeah. Want someone just to see if they've you know. Yeah. But I don't get stressed out about it now as I used to, because you just go crazy. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so, so I'll do it. And then if you do it on the club circuit for a while, yeah. someone will tell you if someone else does that joke. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you ju- and then you just drop it. It's not yeah. a problem. Yeah. No, you know, no, nice. Back in the old days, I used to hate it so much because when you didn't have any many jokes, if you then had to drop a good one, yeah. that's the worst thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, now right, I turn right. over so many jokes my attitude is I'll just write some more. Nice. Yeah. yeah fine. Nice. nice. Yeah. I like that. Cause I've had my jokes stolen a lot in the past. Yeah. It, yeah. Was it, was it the, the Waterstones? Was it Waterstones? Yeah. 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 That's my most stolen joke. So what happens is when you do Edinburgh, you, there are lists like the best jokes of the fringe list. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. And, yeah. 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 And some of my jokes are usually on those lists. Mm. And that one was, I think it was number one in the mirrors jokes of the fringe or something. Yeah, and ever since then, people have taken it, shared it, made made memes out of it, and you get these you get these Twitter what do you call it a Twitter ha- handle that they just steal everybody's jokes yeah. basically. Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah. Like, like there's one called Pun Hub or something like that, and they just take jokes from these lists and then put them out as their own, and they get hundreds and thousands of likes and retweets, and it's so annoying. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I bet. I these bet. are potential. These are all the people that like this are all potential fans of mine. Like my, if they just tagged me in it in the post to say this is a great joke by Mark Simmons, follow him here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, totally. my followers would go through the roof because mm. the people that like their joke would like what I do, and it's just so frustrating yeah. that I can't get access to that audience because yeah, of course, people selfishly claim it as their own. Mm. It's, it's it's very frustrating because a lot of people think you know you can't own a joke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That they yeah. think once a joke's there, it's access to everyone. But how the hell does that no, work? It's definitely, it's, like got, it's definitely intellectual property. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But people yeah. just don't understand it. And it's very difficult to do anything about it. Like there's there's one called Dad Jokes or something like that. Yeah, right. Okay. And the guy's made a book and he's got all these other people's jokes in his book and he sells no it way. and he makes loads of money. No and way. it's like, we did look into it. Like we got someone to look into it legally, but I don't know. If anything happened, yeah, that's, that. oh, that's right. not cool. But but I wouldn't mind that joke being in that book if he put my name next. Yeah, to it. just just to credit, you know, just be like, there you go. That's, yeah, this was this guy. Mm. And what's annoying is I never used to tweet all of my jokes 
because I used to want to keep them to myself so that no one could steal them. Yeah. But now it's, it seems better to put them out there because then you have a claim to it. Yeah. Because yeah. It was time stamped almost. Yeah. But so I then tweeted that joke after all this happened. So now what happens is if anyone, if I, anyone quests, quite often people tag me in it and say, this is Mark Simmons joke. And then they'll go, no, it's not. He tweeted it here. And it was tweeted before that here. And right, then I have right. to go, well, actually here's the newspaper article. Right. This is the first online, any evidence online that this joke was done was when it was published. Yeah. From my Edinburgh show. Yeah. It's just really annoying. Yeah. I've got a really good joke in my show, but I don't think I can say it here because it involves a really naughty word. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I tell you what, I could tell you. Yeah, go on, I could yeah, tell go on, you. Go on, go on. I, won't, I won't use the word. Okay. <laughs> I can tell you what one it is. It's the C. And I never use the C. But, it, I, but this is another example of joke writing how that word is the only real way to make this joke work well. Yeah, okay. Right, okay. And, and this is a real thing that happens, right? So someone posted my joke, that one, the Waterstones yeah. one, and then under, someone tagged me in it, and underneath I said, oh, this is my joke, and this is I, – I, I put the article next to it and say, this is when I did it. Could you, could you credit me? Mm. And then underneath, a load of trolls started going, you can't own a joke. Anyway, I'm pretty sure I've heard that one before. And, I, and underneath I wrote – I've never done anything like this before or since, but I was annoyed. <laughs> I put, you're a, you're a C – I bet you've heard that one before. No? <laughs> so I now really tell that story in my stand-up and it gets a really nice pop. Nice. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, so, it's very frustrating. Yeah, it was. And I mean, just for, refer- just for reference for any of the listeners who may not have heard the Waterstone joke to which we're referring, mm. do you want let clue them into what joke? Wait, well, so they can steal it as yeah. well. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. uh, I went to Waterstones, asked a woman for a book about turtles. She said hardback, and I was like, yeah, and little head. <laughs> <laughs> so the annoying thing is, I'd like to do that joke on television now. Yeah. yeah. But I ha- I still haven't made my mind up whether I will or not. Yeah. Because some people are going to watch it and go, well, that guy stole that joke. I saw that on the internet, yeah. which is annoying. Yeah, it's, it's sort of gone around the other way now, isn't it? It's like... <laughs> It's mm. almost like the the internet is the originator of it because it's been so, you know, yeah, you know, those things. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to count up how many times it's been liked and shared. Yeah, ever. sure. It'd be insane. I think. Just yeah, send an invoice to Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. But but it's nice. It is a nice. It's a compliment. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah, that is- That's how I try and look at it now. So many people have enjoyed that joke, and I wrote that. And that joke could be around. Got past when I'm yeah, gone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's quite a cool yeah. thing. But it'd be nice if everyone knew it. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many sort of influences uh, for you out there, like within even the Twitterverse or anything like that. But do you have like a, a comedian you call your favourite? Um, someone who's made you laugh the hardest? Oh, there's lots. I mean, my favourite. I think I think the best comedian out there at the moment is Lee Mack. He's my yeah. he's my favourite because he's very similar in. With it, with one linery kind of humour wordplay, mm. but he's just so quick, yeah. and it, it's just amazing to watch him on. Like, uh, would I lie to you? Yeah. I just think he, I, I think there's just no one as funny as yeah. him. I, I met him once when I was really new, and I was doing a, a new comedian of the year final. Yeah, and he was hosting that show, and he was just hilarious backstage all the time. And I I supported Rob Brydon on tour. And they're really good friends. Yeah. Mm. And Rob Bryden said that there's no one makes him laugh like Lee Matt does. Yeah, that's nice. really cool. Nice. 
he just said he's just so funny and quick. Yeah. But for, but but when watching comedy, if I was watching Lee Mac, I probably wouldn't laugh as much as maybe some others because with normal stand up now, I analyze everything. I can't help yeah. it when I watch. Yeah. I see so much stand up because even when I'm doing a gig, I'm on the bill with three other comics, so I'm always watching comedy. So you do get a bit dead to laughing at something, right? Yeah, yeah. But 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 the, the comedy I really laugh at is the wacky, weird, surreal comedy when it's done really well mm. because I don't know how that works. Like Python or um... yeah, Python uh, or like with modern people like uh, John Cairns or um spencer jones and yeah. just all sorts of because i don't understand it as well yeah then it's more like that magic whereas when, like when someone watches a one-liner comedian you don't know how you write jokes it does seem like magic yeah yeah like yeah this guy is just so brilliant it's like when i first watched jimmy carr he's quite a big influence on me because uh i, I really remember the first time i saw him his first ever royal variety show i was watching it with my brother and it was the first time I'd ever seen a comedian like that do one-liners where you really have to think about it and then you get that satisfaction of getting it. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I was just, it just blew my mind at the time. And I think that's a heavy influence on what, what I do now because I just loved that sense of humour. Yeah. That was really, really up my street. Mm. Yeah, no, I like that. But now if I watch Jimmy Carr, I wouldn't laugh as much because – I, I know too much and I, I, I just look and I, I, I if, if he does a really good joke, I'll go, God, that's a really good joke. <laughs> yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I would laugh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's as almost much like anymore. you appreciate it in a different way now. Like, yeah, you know? it's like, it's just, a, it's just respect really. Yeah. It's like, God, I wish, or oh God, I wish I'd written yeah. that. That's so bloody good. Yeah. yeah. Is that I started at, well, not, I've always watched, even since I was about eight years old, I've always watched stand up comedy. My parents just, they, you know, they used to have videos of like Jack D and I think Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard was the like the, mm, the oh, main yes. one yeah. for me. It's like the standout, and I just didn't understand. Mm. Like, and it was only probably more recently that I realised that although and someone and Ross Noble as well. Um, and mm. you know, when I watched it, I was thinking, how do they just go on stage? And then this, this just comes out of their mouth, you know, like it's like they're just thinking about it on the, on the yeah. spot and it is all completely ad-libbed. Of course it's not. Of course it's written and, you know, very meticulously rehearsed mm. and well, I say rehearsed, mm. you know, it is practiced. Eddie is are definitely Ross Noble. There's a finer line. Yeah. I think he, he does have some process to what he does, but a lot of it is still ad-libbed. Yeah. I think yeah. listening to the, yeah, the, it was, I think it was during lockdown. So listening to the rule of three podcasts, um, oh, and, yeah. you know, Eddie Izzard, they did a special last year with Eddie Izzard. Yeah, he was talking about one of his shows, and um, but they also mm. spent a lot of time talking about their own process. And, yeah, it was then, and I was, you know, I, I think I was almost ashamed of myself that it took, you know, 32 years of my life <laughs> before, <laughs> yeah, before I realised that, <laughs> oh, wait, he just write, he writes his show, like any comedian writes a show. And, you know, and mm. yeah, that kind of wacky stuff is, I, I enjoy that a lot. The, the, more, the, the more surreal stuff, you know, like you say, like Boosh or Python as well. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. It's time for good news. Um, right, Mark, every week we have uh, a section in our show where we all uh, bring in an item of good news, can be from the world, can be from your life, 
from anywhere from space. Um, <laughs> and we would like our guests to, to join us. Are you happy to hang out for that for a few minutes? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I, like I, I said to you just before we came on, I haven't really prepared anything, <laughs> but I can think of something. Okay. Great. I think. Nice. We'll, we'll give you, we'll give you a bit of a head start. So I will introduce my piece. Um, just chat about it and then and then maybe Ben will chat about his and then if you want to come in with yours that'd be great lovely uh so um my good news is from the BBC uh from a couple of days ago um portraits of everyday heroes in Coventry shop windows um so 21 everyday heroes have had their portraits displayed after being recognized for their community work nice more than 100 people were nominated by friends or neighbors uh, for the hashtag our COVID heroes campaign, Coventry City of Culture Trust. They include those who have helped the homeless uh, and a food business owner who delivered free meals for NHS staff. So, um, yeah, it's just a really cool bit of, you know, the recognition for the, you know, every, you know, the every man, every yeah, man, yeah. every woman sort of heroes who, you know, have done something selfless during the, yeah, uh, really the cool. pandemic and lockdown. Nice. Uh, there's 21. There's only, tw- only 21. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is this that, oh, in, just in Coventry. Come on, Coventry, up you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I've never been to Coventry. So I, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm sure they're lovely people, but uh, <laughs> it said, yeah, the 21 people were recognised for their acts of kindness and demonstrated the number of incredible everyday heroes in the city. Oh, that's nice. That's really cool. Yeah, that is my story this week. Uh, Ben, what have you got? Uh, So I've got a bit of a collection of um, good news that we've collected over the week. It's sort of weirdly conservation-based across the board, but yeah, a bit of conservation conversation. Conservation conversation. So we've got uh, fabrics that can suck CO2 from the atmosphere are coming. Uh, A T-shirt that's been made with living algae can generate about as much oxygen as a six-year-old oak tree. Um, So that's pretty bonkers and pretty mental yeah um wow. so that's really cool we've got uh, an italian town it doesn't say which one unfortunately um enacts a law requiring silent fireworks to alleviate pet stress and anxiety um yeah i mean i've, I've seen it sort of there's friends and family of mine who've got dogs and fireworks go off and they're literally just shaking beyond belief so yeah to have that um sort of be a thing and still be just as enjoyable for everybody that's going to be really cool um so very good news there um, yeah that's great uh, in Rome, you can now pay for metro train tickets with plastic bottles. So far, more than 350,000 bottles have been recycled. Um, so that's, yeah, an amazing piece of, you know, use of good, uh, yeah, good use of the public transport system. That's really cool. But like, I mean, do, does, it, does it say how many bottles you need to like get a single down to... It doesn't say, unfortunately, but yeah, I would imagine... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Depends how far you're going. Depends how many bottles. Who knows? Um, I've got about three empty tonic water bottles downstairs. Do you reckon that'll get me from Rome to... Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> in the city of Vienna, uh, they're going to start rewarding concert and museum tickets to citizens who take part in a public transport scheme, cycling uh, or walking instead of driving. So that's a bit of an interesting way of, you know, hopefully if it's a concert as an example, um, whether you're a gigging musician or a, a comedian, you know, how that person then gets paid and stuff and how that kind of all works out but but that's yeah what a wicked way to try and help enthuse people to experience a bit of culture as well as you know helping the city along the way oh, that's great yeah nice wicked uh, nice little uh, bulletin from you there, yeah yeah, little bulletin. yeah it was good that's, I, th- I thought I was watching the news <laughs> <laughs> that's great nice. um, and Mark what, what have you got for us well I mean that's, <laughs> that was all very professional <laughs> <laughs> like my things there's i don't know I, I just basically the thing i put my laptop on is it's got some my mum's made some cupcakes oh nice nice 
It's quite good news. No, it's, it's, it's quite yeah. good. <laughs> what flavour? What flavour? Um, your mum's cupcakes like? I don't know actually. That's not a euphemism. Sorry, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't until you said it. No, no. <laughs> I wanted. I wanted the cheap laugh, if I'm honest. But <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. Oh. But that's good, isn't it? That's yeah, that nice. is good. Yeah. And then, and then I, I did think of something that's a little bit more sort of newsy. That's but still it's kind of selfish from my point of view. No, that's good. Um, uh, the, the, the comedy gigs the more gigs are coming back because the government have changed their um, substantial meal rule oh, so yeah. if, right, if you okay. uh, if, if, it's, if, it's, if the show's ticketed yeah yeah. Then uh, you don't need to eat. You can still have alcohol. You don't need to eat. Oh, that's oh. good. So gigs are, so more gigs are happening. Oh, nice. nice. Wicked. Bring, spread, spreading more joy for everybody. Yeah. So go out and support live comedy. Yes. Absolutely. Definitely, yes. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Absolutely support. Live, live comedy, live venues as well. I think the, the real, yeah. um, one of the real victims of, you know, the pandemic. Yeah. As, as well as obviously all the people that have died and stuff. But mm. yeah, live, live music and live theatre venues have really suffered. Um, yes, anyway, to end on a slightly more positive note, Mark, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Death. Yeah, de- death. People are dying. Death and poverty. <laughs> 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 um, no, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great to have you on. Um, just before we go, um, do you want to tell the listener where they can find you and your content online? So, so my podcast is called Jokes with Mark Simmons, and you can get it everywhere you get your podcasts anywhere so go check it out there's loads of great episodes lots of great guests top name comedians but also newer comedians that you can discover nice and then in a few years you go oh i heard the podcast with that guy on tv or woman amazing and that's it really oh and follow me at jokes with mark on all social media just at jokes with mark nice and you can find everything of mine on there cool Amazing. Awesome. Thanks so much, mate. Mark, Mark Simmons, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great to talk to you. No, thanks for having me. Anytime. <laughs> mate, what an amazing, amazing chat that was. That was really oh, cool. God, blooming well love that. Yeah. You, you could definitely <laughs> was, tell. You could definitely tell that you were digging that chat, man, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I probably could have chatted for much, you know, much longer about comedy with Mark. He was, uh, yeah, really, really fun guy, and yeah, really loads of great stories as well. Yeah, you know, if you want to listen to the unedited version of Kez and Mark chatting, uh, listen to our three-hour bumper <laughs> episode coming out in a couple. Of days. Uh, <laughs> I really liked, you know, like. Even the first question, you know, like mm. he didn't realise that he was the stand. You know, this is what he wanted to do until he was on the stage or just after yeah. he'd come off. Of it. You know, that was yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an answer you don't expect, but I yeah. absolutely love that. Um, um, yeah, I mean, we we'd love to do that uh, again in uh, in the real world once we can all see each other. Face yeah, that'd be really nice. That'd be really cool. Yeah, so hopefully that might yeah. be able to happen somewhere down the line yeah bring on bring on the vaccine bring on 2021 Uh, (laughs) let's remind everybody as well that uh, so this is the last episode um, for 2020 and we'll be back in January 2021 so you won't have to wait long we will so in the meantime where can you find uh, Mark's stuff well you can find it at Jokes with Mark this is where you find him on uh, on Instagram and Twitter and uh, all of the socials and you can find him on his podcast the Jokes with Mark Simmons podcast for all of those amazing content that we spoke about in the interview and much much more you can find us on instagram 
and Twitter at 2 Podcast and facebook.com forward slash 2 pods. And you can also get in touch with us via email, which is hello at 2ppodcast.com, uh, or you can visit the website, which is www.2ppodcast.com. That's how we do it. And then we read all your comments and, you know, we I really enjoy reading them. And of course, you know, you send something in, you know, you're going to get a chance to feature on the show. Very cool. Do it. Yeah. We have been two peas and a pod. Peas and love. He's been Kez. And he's been Ben. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.